Toledo is very strange. You're either too poor, too rich, or really crazy. And uh, I have a story before I even start my segment today. Um, yesterday, me and my fiance decided to go and look for venue, look for, look at the venue that we're gonna get married at. And the minute we leave, we see a cop car in the middle of the street, and it's, I guess. I wouldn't say it's pulled over, but there's this woman just kind of parked in the middle of the street, and I think that, like, her car broke down or whatever, because the hood was up and everything, but the lady, the chick, okay, this this is our generation now, or, you know what, she even looked older and more mature to even realize that this was a stupid thing to do, but she's, like, taking selfies in the car. I saw her do a peace sign and everything like, hey, guess what? I got pulled over by the cops. My car broke down. Yay. Selfie. What the heck? I'm sad. I'm sad for this generation. I'm, I'm sad for this culture. It's just depressing. <laughs> it's really depressing. <laughs> anyway, Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and um, I'll be doing another daily news segment, even though it's not necessarily daily, and I don't know what to call this segment yet. Um, yeah, don't judge me, okay? Your girl gotta, like, gather information and news before she decides to do anything, because uh, <clears throat> she's gotta cite sources. She's got to do all this stuff. Cause she, your girl trying to be professional. <laughs> okay. First in social media news, Jeffree Star um, shades Michelle Grace. And I don't even like even saying that he shaded her, but he's done it in very in a very uh, indirect and classy way. I feel like, you know, it couldn't even be shade. It's just him recognizing who the better person is in this situation, but um, apparently on Twitter there's been a makeup artist and a mom who kind of told the story, and she tagged Jeffree Star in this, uh, saying that her three-year-old also got into, like, her blood sugar palette, and um, this is not Michelle Grace, by the way, just letting y'all know. Um, But she's basically told the story about her three-year-old getting all the um, eyeshadow all over the carpet and all over herself, and she said that she does not, you know, hit her kid in this reaction of, like, her palette being messed up or anything like that, and she kind of goes on, um, how, like, her parenting style is. I remember her saying, um, if your kids are old enough to understand reason, then reason with them, and, which I also agree with, um, and Jeffree Star, uh, tweeted back. He goes, Hi, parenting. How are ya? Please DM me your address so I can send you a new palette. I'd send you a new mattress too, but I don't know how firm you like it. And good on Jeffree, honestly. Just because, uh, if anybody doesn't know the story of Jeffree Star... He has made leaps and bounds in his own life and in his own 
um, like attitude towards things and how he reacts to things. And I'm, I'm very proud of him, how he kind of like handled this situation. And it also kind of shows that, um, what Michelle Grace wanted out of Jeffree Star, which is also a rumor, like, this is probably one of the reasons that she probably wanted a new alien palette from him. That's probably why she decided to post it all over the internet, so she could get sympathy from him. But Jeffree Star doesn't, doesn't act like that. He does not give pity where... Um, it, he doesn't actually give pity anywhere, but, um, or any sympathy to anybody who beats their child for a, you know, uh, an alien palette. And, um, I'm, I'm really happy that he kind of reacted this way or responded this way. And, um, I really applaud him for it because he's kind of rewarding good behavior and that's really awesome. And not just that. Um, I feel like, like I said, he's bettered himself and he's making money for it. He's a tycoon. I love it. I love what he's doing. He's a force of nature. And um, him as a human being, I mean, he's great. He's really great. Anyway, um, apparently Social Repose is back in, on the loose again. Um, a woman named... Go. Uh, she goes by the name of Roy. Um, oh, oh my God! I can't spell R O I. And she bears all in this relationship. And I'm guessing because of the date stamp on the um, YouTube video that she's posted. Yes, it's a very recent one. Just after, not just after Jacqueline Glenn, but this is probably his first relationship in a very long time. Um that he's had since Jacqueline Glenn, but, um, she says that she had one person off limits, um, in their polyamorous relationship. They were polyamorous at one point, um, because I guess it's one of the reasons why he's kind of like, he, he's not a very committed person in, in relationships. So I guess maybe this was like, a compromise, but she's made one person off limits, and I don't know who this person was, whether it was her best friend or what, um, and he disobeyed that, of course, and he, uh, ended up kind of talking to her. I don't know how far he went with her, but, uh, this whole time he was sneaking around while she, while he was with Roy, and, you know, talking to other girls when he's on tour and all this other stuff, saying disgusting things um, to the women, and it, yeah, um, yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> of course, he tries to play the victim. Um, there has been a lot of people on the internet, a lot of YouTubers that kind of covered this story and kind of. Um, compared him to Onision, and the one thing that I would say that's different between Onision and Social Repose is Onision will talk to you blue in the face until, you know, something else happens, whether it's, you know, good or bad. 
um, in order to defend himself. He's always on the defense. Always on the defense. And social repose, though he is that person who defends himself for many, for the things that he does, he doesn't do it as much. And he has like this mopey artist sort of attitude about him. And I don't buy into it. I don't believe that anybody um, with a good mind buys into this. Um, he needs to understand that, you know, cheating on a woman or cheating on anybody kind of messes up with your mind. They, you end up getting trust issues. You end up not being able to trust anyone because of what's happened to you. And it takes a very long time for anyone who's been cheated on to be in another relationship in fear of being cheated on again. And, um, so yeah, apparently, um... He's tried playing the victim, kind of gaslighting the community, um, and saying, like, oh, we've all made mistakes, so I guess we're all cheaters, or we're all, I don't even know. I don't like watching, um, social repose and certain people who have been accused of being evil, like Onision and stuff like that, because I just get a bad vibe when I... Uh, watch those certain videos. That's just me. But, um, this whole time he's been sneaky. He's been saying that he's made mistakes. But no, these are your choices. You've made a choice to cheat on somebody. And he's, yeah. He said that, I guess to Roy at some point in the messages and the screenshots that she's made, that she's put up on this YouTube video. Apparently he said that I care, but not enough. Well, there you go. That's your fault. And apparently he's also emotionally abusive, according to Roy. Um, I'll um, also post her YouTube as well. The, the only um, YouTube video she has is about this. And um, Apparently he has some sort of fetish. That's probably why he decides to end up being with many girls. To be honest, I think he has a cheating fetish. But um, that still remains to be seen. Even though um, it's been happening for a very long time. But the one thing that I will say that, uh, about Roy is that she did not post like like his private interests in like the the sexual part of his life and so I kind of applaud her for that um, she, she doesn't kink shame but I mean I, I would be petty enough to do that just to but you know he cares about no one and like I said cheating really um is very very bad <laughs> like you will not be trusted. And he's kind of complaining like, oh, I, you, you think that I don't care enough and all this other stuff. I'm like, bro, own up to what you did and be a man. This is my opinion now. Anybody who cheats on anyone is dirty. Is a dirty, just scumbag to me. Um, as far as in my relationships, I don't believe that I've ever been really cheated on. Um... Maybe at one point in my online relationship, I probably was cheated on, but 
that's different to what is in real life when you find out that a real person that you've been with, you know, physically, emotionally, and sentimentally, and and you are with that person, and you end up finding out that that person has cheated on you, it breaks your heart. It definitely does. And it's something that never gets old. Um, if you get cheated on multiple times, it's never... It never kind of cushions the blow from all the past relationships you've had. It doesn't, um... It doesn't lose its sting, basically. And people can say, oh, you know, some people cheat because they're in a domestic violence, you know, relationship. I'm not even gonna go into that. I can't believe I put myself into that. <laughs> but, uh, that's different. Um, I feel like if you're in that situation that law enforcement should be contacted at some point in when you can, when you have the opportunity, but um, maybe someday I'll be able to touch on that topic, but I know that there's some situations where cheating, where people may say that cheating is allowed, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that, honestly, I don't. Um, if you are a person who feels like the person you're with is not the best person to be with, don't cheat on them. Just break up with them. Break up with the person. Be a man. Be a real woman. Break up with them. Okay? It's not worth breaking somebody's heart and, you know, taking someone's trust away. It's, it's not worth cheating on anybody, but, okay. J-Station who? Um, well, this next one. I didn't know who J-Station was. I heard of him since I'm on the on YouTube a lot. But I didn't actually know who he was until I decided to research him. Apparently, he's a Canadian uh, YouTube star, whatever, um... I'm not the type of person to really watch the most famous people on YouTube. I watch who I like because I feel like the more famous you are, the more possibilities of you being fake are. And so, um, he's been in the news for many different reasons. One of them is his girlfriend's death prank. So, I saw this on uh, one of my favorite uh, kind of news channels on YouTube, and um, the guy is fake crying in front of uh, his camera. He's got a King Tut tomb, like, sarcophagus in the background for some dumb reason, and he's wiping his eyebrows, okay? He's wiping his eyebrows, not his eyes. Okay, if you are crying, you don't wipe your eyebrows. That's not where your tears come out, bro. And he's also laughing in the whole thing. Like, I'm sorry. If a person who's been doing pranks a lot in his life for his YouTube channel, why believe him? Anybody who believes him really needs to kind of not... 
it's just, I don't want to call anybody stupid, you know, I just kind of find that, and if anybody who's believing in, in this guy and in his allegations and everything, it's, you need to check yourself and, and check your mentality, I just don't know. Um, so apparently his girlfriend, Alexia, at, um, at the time, his girlfriend, um, ended up, uh, I guess they were kind of discussing, like, who would die, like, fake die, and, uh, at first, I guess it was supposed to be one of his good friends that was supposed to die, but then J-Station turned the, turned the tables and said, no, I think it would be better if you died, Alexia, and, uh, that's eerie. That's real eerie. That's ne- that's awful for anyone, even a boyfriend, especially a boyfriend, to say that and be like, "Oh, I think it would be better for you to die, honey." Like, get out of the relationship now. Um, even if it's a prank, even if it's a joke, I don't find that funny. I don't find that funny. Just like Sam Pepper a long time ago faked a kidnapping prank or did a kidnap a kidnapping prank and uh, tied up one of the best friends of this guy who was kidnapped and like shot the guy who was his best friend. That was like a real reaction. Like, I don't know. Even if it was fake, it's stupid. Don't do that stuff. This is one of the reasons why I don't like really famous YouTubers because they make stupid choices and they think that they can get away with it because of how many views and how many how much money they make and how famous they are because of it. See, that's the thing. Fame gives you privileges that you're not supposed to have. And that's what I really hate. And that's one of the reasons why I don't ever want to be that famous. I don't even want to be famous. I just want people to listen because those who are listening to my podcasts, y'all got a sense of common sense. Y'all got common sense, okay? I'm talking about real things here. And for someone to talk about a fake death prank of his girlfriend must not like his girlfriend very much, you know? And um, apparently he slept or spent the night with a minor in Texas. He flew all the way from Canada to Texas in order to be with a minor. She's 16 years old. The federal uh, age of consent is 18. Okay. I know there's different ages of consent in different states, but the federal cutoff, okay, the federal um, age of consent is 18 years old. And apparently from her uh, little snippet on YouTube, I don't know whether she has like a YouTube video. I I know she has a YouTube video. I don't think she has a YouTube channel. But this girl said that she was kind of paranoid. He slept on the couch. So nothing happened actually, according to her. But the fact that he was in a minor's like hotel room or in the hotel room with a minor kind of says 
that, hey, I have intentions to have sex with you. I have intentions to mess around with you. I don't understand how he's not in jail. I know he has been in jail. Never mind. And he's kind of bragged about it because he's stupid. This is- Fame makes you stupid! Fame makes you stupid. Anyway, uh, he ends up making, like, a fake, uh, memorial for Alexia, saying that he, you know, thinks that he- that she, like, hit a pole or hit a sign and stuff like that. There's no tire tracks, there's no marks at all, there's no damage at all in this area where he's decided to put up the memorial. So, and the first thing that he comes up with is, oh, her dream was to reach a million subscribers and that's a stupid, shameful plug for views, for money. You're just being greedy. So, yeah. And throughout this whole process of this whole prank, um, his best friend at the time also made a video of mourning saying, oh, I'm so sad. You know, my best friend's girlfriend died and all this other stuff. And, um, yeah. Um, I also looked at Alexia's kind of story she posted on YouTube saying that she couldn't even contact her parents, she couldn't contact her family. They were all worried about what was going on and whether or not their, you know, daughter died. And she couldn't actually talk to anybody because of this prank. And she kind of, she felt really bad about it. She felt bad about keeping it a secret, and at some point she broke, telling her friends, like, hey, I'm okay, it's a prank. And, um, at, at this point, I think they were in the process of being, um, broken up. They broke up. I think, I think at this point, I don't know, at some point during the prank, they broke up. And, um, yeah, and Jay Station apparently quits YouTube for a while. Like I said, I don't watch this dude, so I don't know if that's even true. But there's no records from police, there's no death records from the police, there's no statements from the family that she's dead, so she's very much alive, and I feel like this is really stupid. Like I said. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. If your boyfriend or girlfriend decides to fakely kill you off, that means that they were trying to figure out how they can do that in reality. Run. J Station, you're a lunatic. Get help. Stop abusing women. Quit being a pedophile. You are not above the law. Get arrested. Okay. Next one. Apparently this happened uh, just this year. Or just, I think, yeah, last, just this year. It just depends. Um, I found it on YouTube and I thought it was really, really strange. But a woman in Tampa, Florida, makes a bomb in the middle of Walmart. So, apparently when police caught her, 
Uh, she was just seconds away from lighting the wick, and uh, she was making something called a nail bomb, where um, I'm not an expert in like bomb making. I, I, I that's not one of my hobbies. Terrorism is not one of my hobbies. So, uh, basically, you know, I'm not even gonna, you know, list all the ingredients of this bomb, but it was a nail bomb, and, um, apparently she had her son helping her, like, assemble this bomb, and, um, she used a shoelace as a wick, and she was kind of, like, moving around frantically around the store, so that kind of made people suspicious, and, um, by the time the police decided to detain her, um, she was about to light the bomb. So, um, and boyfriend refuses to bail her out, so she was in, um, jail for I don't know how long. Um, apparently this whole fiasco was because she asked her boyfriend for money, and he said no, and so her solution to the problem was to try and blow up Walmart, which was stupid. I mean... And and as far as I know from, like, the uh, news segments that I saw, she was pled not guilty when she was in court, so she's out there somewhere on the loose. What the heck is wrong with you, Florida? Get it together, Tampa. Why? And apparently she tried to spit on police. Well, she should have just been, you know arrested for assault because she tried to spit on one of the police that detained her but yeah that one was really short so um in coronavirus news (laughs) um apparently on a cruise ship the diamond cruise the diamond princess cruise ship excuse me um a person named Named uh, Carl Goldman uh, was in quarantine. Um, and to him, the coronavirus kind of felt like a mild cold. He was tested positive and he was in biocontainment for 10 days. And now, for some reason, he is in a hotel room and, uh, and you know, kind of less contained. But he's been having tests uh, left and right just to make sure that everything, like the whole thing, kind of clears out his system and stuff. Um, and also, um, the family is, re- his family is receiving death threats because of, uh, his contracting coronavirus. I, that's uncalled for, really. I mean, the guy's suffering enough for being contained in quarantine. You don't need to go after his family because he has something that he couldn't control. And... That's my opinion on it. Um, anybody who makes death threats to this family, get a job. Get a job. Get yourself busy so you don't have to go. Th- you don't have to. This is one of the reasons why I don't like people. This is one of the reasons why I don't like people because people are just. They are very hard to exist. Around. (laughs) 
I just can't. I can't with people sometimes. Why do you feel the need to give somebody death threats because of something that a man contracted that he could not control? He can't control that he contracted the coronavirus. The coronavirus is worldwide now, okay? And he thought it was a cold. And at some point during this cruise or during this, um, I don't, I, he was probably on this cruise ship. He probably contracted it from somewhere. Okay. Cause he was traveling abroad on a cruise ship. I told you guys that that was one of the things. And he was a very older man and his immune system was probably not as strong as, you know, a young person's. So to me, Don't give anybody death threats just because he couldn't control contracting this because he was outside of the U.S. or outside of his homeland, okay? Listen, okay? Sickness happens. I hope to God I I would not wish this upon anybody, not even my worst enemy. But don't go to somebody's house and give them death threats just because you know that they have the coronavirus like don't do that y'all are going crazy calm down calm down we survived SARS okay H1N1 okay we can get through this okay (laughs) gun sanctuaries in Virginia um I am a Republican, okay? I'm a Republican. So, um, apparently Virginia has decided... Dang it. Hey. My husband tried to call me. Um... (sighs) Hang on. I had to take a break... Just so I could uh, get some uh, talking time with my husband while he's at work. So, anyway, Virginia has uh, decided to become a gun sanctuary, meaning um, the people of the state want to be able to keep their right of bear arms, um, or right to bear arms, and. Um, against the democratic the democratic led government in Virginia so um basically they want to be really tough on the gun laws uh, limiting on handgun purchases um tighter background checks and new red flag laws so um and apparently a lot of the gun shops in Virginia are being bought up a lot um people are coming in they're getting more business um, in order for them to, you know, keep the guns that they have and, uh, get as many arms as they, as they can because Virginia, um, naturally is a Republican state as far as I know because of, like, by the people, it's a Republican state because they, they want the right to bear arms. But, um, the Democratic-led, like, government over there, um... They they want to be able to like limit handgun purchases and and stuff like that. So, um, let's see, sales are up. Like I said, 
gun shops organizing town meetings on new restrictions. Um, they're, they're registering new vo- new voters left and right. Richmond protests. Um, almost every country, a county, sorry, almost every county declared itself a Second Amendment sanctuary, meaning they don't want their guns taken away. Um, and yeah, um, they believe that their defense, their self-defense, is being taken away because of the new. Uh, restrictions on gun policies and stuff, and um, as far as I know, uh, there are some you know cautions for them to take, like gun show the gun show loophole. I don't necessarily know what that is. I've looked at this new segment and I've kind of written down stuff. Um, universal background checks in order to like kind of really crack down on people who don't deserve to have a gun in their hand, like the mentally ill and, and stuff like that. So, um, my opinion, I mean, I believe that I'm not a gun owner. I don't think I'll ever be unless I really, really need to be. And, um, you know, I have family, um, you know, that are gun owners and they believe that the gun can be your best friend in in a time of crisis. And I I also believe that. Um, I don't like guns in my house, just not in my area. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to own a gun just because of how dangerous it can be in a certain, in certain predicaments. Like if you have a child and it's not like locked up properly, the child can accidentally kill itself and, you know, certain little fears like that. But I am not opposed to having guns. Um later on in life, maybe. But, um, I believe that you have the right to bear arms. You are allowed to have self-defense. Um, there have been, I know there have been, like, the the Virginia Beach shooting and the Virginia Tech shooting. Um, so that's probably one of the reasons why the Democratic-led, uh, you know, government in, you know, Virginia wants to be able to, um, you know, kind of crack down on these gun laws is because of how many shootings have happened in Virginia and, you know, stuff like that. So I can understand that as well, but there are, like I said, there's cautions to take and, um, I believe that I don't believe anybody should have their guns taken away unless they are a person of suspicion. So, um, like I said, if you're mentally ill, I don't believe that you should have a gun just because of, you know, especially someone has threats of suicide or thoughts of suicide who have threatened their own life. I don't believe that you should have a gun on you ever because I believe all life is precious, you know, so I don't, I don't believe that anybody who has a mental illness should have a gun just because of people who have thoughts of hurting themselves or hurting other people that could actually be the catalyst into making their thoughts into an action. And, um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I believe that you should have the right to bear arms just in certain people's hands. And, um, that's, That's my take on it. Um, 
In local news, and I know this has happened a while ago, and I know the case has probably been closed, but I really wanted to talk about it just because when I found out what happened to this person, it, it broke my heart, and I just wanted to kind of delve into this, and um, when I actually started researching this, a whole lot of stuff came up, um, theories on how this death has happened, and um, a whole lot of other stuff. Harley Dilly, um, a Port Clinton resident, um, he was 14 years old, and he vanished for weeks until found in a chimney in a vacant home in his neighborhood, just across the street. Um, so yeah, um, this person who owned this home uh, said that it was a, a vacation home. It was vacant, so it was empty, and so nobody really knew, like, what, where Harley Dilly went at this point while they were trying to find him, and then they found him in this vacant home across the street, and, um, so yeah. He vanished on the way to school, and, um, he was found across the street, and, he possibly, to the police, like to the police's knowledge, um, he possibly climbed the antenna behind the house, the TV antenna, I guess, um, to get to the chimney and he got stuck in the chimney. Um, so yeah, the owner, um, his name is Jim, it's been empty for years, he said, and the police apparently decided to go check again after they recovered the body, um, and they would not say the reason. Uh, FBI was swarming the uh, the house as well, um, and apparently Harley Dilly died of suffocation um, as he was kind of caught in um, the chimney, and apparently they're... Um, theory on this um he was probably caught in the smoke trap and that's probably where he died because he got stuck in in that area um so um there has been some social media investigation with people who kind of took up this issue on youtube and decided to look in more, like, into this situation because a lot of people, including myself, feel like this was a very sketchy type of, uh, investigation type of issue. And so, apparently, I did not know this until I started researching it this morning, Harley Dilly was a YouTuber. He was on YouTube and, um... His mom was on Facebook a lot, and it looked like he wasn't really cared for, like, in the posts and then in the videos on Facebook. Um, so people were really kind of going at his mom after the death, saying, you know, you didn't care for your son and, and all this stuff. And I guess the mom got really distressed to the point where she had to be sedated. And, um... The FBI raided the house. There was a YouTube video on his YouTube channel um, before all the 
the videos got deleted. Um, it said Rip Harley Dilly in it. This was in 2019. And apparently, because he's had like multiple um, YouTube videos or YouTube uh, channels, uh, he was probably saying goodbye to that channel. And um, people have been saying that that's kind of eerie that uh, he would kind of name that as, um, like, name the title that, and then, you know, a year later he dies, and, um, it's just strange. So he might have known something, he might have, um, known something that he shouldn't have. Um, Harley got a lot of negativity posting shirtless and posting his phone number, um, so people kind of didn't like that, um, cause for one, Harley Dilly was underage, and for a child to be underage, uh, shouldn't be posting shirtless because there are pedophiles on YouTube, it's been proven, and posting his phone number, and that, you know, he's a child, he's gonna do stuff like this. Or children are going to do this regardless and so I'm not gonna say I will say that this is probably not a very good choice for Harley Dilly to do but I'm gonna do my best to respect his death and not you know say that but it you know children are gonna do that they're going to make mistakes and they're going to do things that they shouldn't um, there was probably possibly emotional abuse emotional abuse in the home um, there has been a YouTube video of him talking about like a basketball game, like he was probably in basketball and he was talking, saying that he was scared because of his parents are arguing and apparently they argued a lot and um, something may have lured him in the house, that's another possibility and um, so yeah. and. In my opinion, there could be a number of reasons why Harley Dilly was in that house. Um, for one, Harley Dilly was a YouTuber, so he probably saw some exploration videos of people going into abandoned houses and abandoned buildings, and you know, in in uh. Another case in, in Toledo, actually, there was a group of kids that went into this abandoned apartment complex, and this child, I forget his name, um, he ends up, um, hang on, <laughs> he ends up opening a door, and he didn't realize it was an elevator shaft, and he fell to his death, and it was all because they saw a YouTube video that they liked and they wanted to reenact it. So it could have been a possibility of Harley Dilly seeing um, something similar on YouTube and deciding to do that. But the only thing is I have not heard anything about him having a camera on his person while they found the body. So that could definitely be um, kind of a canceled out sort of theory. Another could be, um, you know, it's probably more disturbing that his parents probably did it, 
because if it was true that they did not care for the child, a care for Harley Dilly that much, um, and they argued all the time, they probably could have, you know, did something, um, in order for, like, insurance and stuff like that. Now, I'm not trying to accuse anybody, um, who has suffered, you know, the death of, you know, um, their son. I'm not accusing the family. I'm not accusing the parents. This is just my... My way of figuring out possibilities. And, um... I don't necessarily know what has happened in his personal life. This is all the um, information that I have gathered. So I have, um, you know, I just want to be able to talk about this because it really has broken my heart when I heard this. And um, so, like I said, the first, you know, one would probably be because he was, you know, trying to be a really good YouTuber and exploring things. Um, another could have been more eerie, like I said, probably an inside job with the family. Um, another could be someone kidnapped him and stuffed him in there, killed him and stuffed him in there. Um, because the only reason why I say that is because he's posted his phone number and he, this person probably found him, killed him and stuffed him in the chimney and this whole time when I was like going through this there was so many different possibilities and so many different things and I do my best not to trust YouTube a lot just because YouTube has the tendency to lie and I've heard that you know it was the uncle that did it it was um one of the neighbors found a bloody sledgehammer and all this other stuff. I just want to be able to kind of gather the information that I've heard a lot and also say that this is not factual stuff. This is... Well, as far as social media is concerned, this is not factual. But um, after... Um, this is factual now. Um... After Harley Dilly, hell off, goodness gracious! After Harley Dilly's death, um, his YouTube videos were being deleted. So someone must have known something, or maybe the parents got a hold of the cell phone and just decided to delete all the um, YouTube videos that he's had on YouTube just out of respect just to keep their child out of the brunt of being made fun of even after his death that could also be a possibility like I say I'm not trying to make ill of the parents I'm not trying to make ill of anybody in his family this is all um, conspiracy this is all possibility this is all of what I've been trying to figure out in this case, and I will never say that this is all factual, but apparently the YouTube videos were being deleted, and that was probably the family doing their best to just erase their son off of social media in order for the family not to be attacked, and, you know, Harley Dilly not being attacked. 
um, even after his death. But, um, I just, my opinion, I feel like the police and the FBI really need to investigate this more and find out why he died and what the talk to his friends that he had, um, like what he was talking about, like the day before this happened, try to leave, not leave any stone unturned in order to find out the reason why Harley Dilly decided to go into this house. Um, so, like I said, something might have lured him there, like a, um, stray cat or stray dog, probably wanted to rescue it, couldn't find a way in, decided, oh, I'm, you know, small enough to fit in the chimney, and he got stuck in the chimney, he died, and people are saying that it's a tragic accident, but there's also conspiracy theorists out there that say this is probably not that, that it's probably something more sinister. And the more I researched this, the more I felt uneasy because it, it just kind of, it just broke my heart for a child of 14 to die so young. And not only that, just seeing how so many people have been made so many YouTube videos with like gruesome pictures in order for them to get that chill factor, like that that chilling factor to scare people and I don't like that. I don't like that there's a lot of YouTube videos out there with like blood and, and creepy stuff. Like it's some sort of creepy pasta. This is real life. This is real life. Harley Dilly was a real person and he died. And the fact that you're putting creepy pictures and setting a very creepy setting, whether or not that's what your YouTube channel is about, I find that very awful. Very inhuman for anybody to do. Acting like it's some sort of creepypasta and a story to tell to get more views. I've seen it. I don't like it. Okay? I don't care whether you have facts to back it up. Anything like that. The way you have portrayed it, the way that you have decided to show this. Putting creepy music in the background, like, oh, it's a scary story, a scary horror story. Acting like it's not real. This is a real life we're talking about, and you're making it up and making it look like some sort of production on YouTube. Stop it. Anyway, Canada, um, you are uh, now the focal point of this um, segment, just to um, kind of lighten the mood, because I'm kind of mad now. Um, Canada is another one of my first countries that decided to listen to my uh, podcast, so I decided to um, give you guys a little segment as well. Um, Alberta-based charity Canadian Humanitarian. Um, some of the volunteers that went into, I think it was 18, yeah, 18 people were detained in, in Ethiopia, um, held at a police station in a city um, in Gondor. 
well, Gondor, the city. Um, and they're being investigated. Um, five people were let go, uh, and 13 people are still being detained. Um, their, uh, allegations, I guess the allegations against them was practicing medication without permission and using expired medication to, you know, help people get better and, um, that didn't fly with, you know, the Ethiopian government, so they decided to arrest them and detain them until further notice. And, um, so, this, uh, charity, or not charity, um, this, um, yeah, it is a charity, sorry. <laughs> I just said that, goodness. Um, this charity has sent hundreds of volunteers to Ethiopia over 15 years, and this is probably one of the first problems they've ever encountered in the Ethiopian government. And the Prime Minister of Canada has visited the Prime Minister of Ethiopia just before this happened, and then this happens. Um, having the charity, the people of the charity being detained and stuff. So, um, but Ethiopia is being very open and cooperative with Canada, and, um, so they're trying to make sure that these uh, people that were giving out the medications and and everything, that the medications weren't expired and that they were pro properly registered. I cannot talk anymore. Um, and so, like, the relations between Canada and Ethiopia are really good. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this, in my opinion. I feel um, that Canada has got it under control with this one. Um, like I said, I'm not going to have too much an opinion if I don't live in that country, uh, but I feel like I really hope and pray that the people who are being detained in Ethiopia will be able to go home to their families very soon. So um, that is the end of my segment. I hope you guys had um, a good time listening, at least for a little bit. Um, and I hope you guys have a great rest of the day. Alright, remember to speak life, be a Jehu. See you later. <laughs>